externals. That is like hearing the word, receiving the sacrament, praying prayers and praising God. We will know who they are on the last day. Whether or not within their heart they did have faith that believed in these words, that desired to receive the sacraments, that fell and bowed down before God in prayer, and having received such great blessing with true hearts and with pure tongues, praise their Lord. It all will be revealed on the last day. We will know, just as the bridegroom knows now, We all will know. But today, today you gather around those people that you can hear. You can hear their confession of faith as they speak the words of the Nicene Creed right alongside you. You can hear their voices of praise. And you can see that they do care about this holy word. For they have seen it fit to be numbered among us today. This is good. This is wonderful. Because together we are the church of God and we are doing those things which God has called us to do. Assemble around the word and around the sacraments. And we will one day arise to meet him at his coming. And it will be a joyous day. But we have to ask ourselves, what what is it about those who are foolish? What should we be aware of, cautious against doing? Because there were even those who will be in the assembly of the godly. Those that we may remember having sat in these pews, been baptized and confirmed in this church, but will not be ready the day of our Lord's coming. Maybe you get a lump in your throat hearing those words, but it's the truth. Because all the virgins share those things in common, but there are still foolish ones who are waiting for the Lord. It is clear from our reading that these are the things which they share in common. They were all those who at one time had been given the name Christian because they were all waiting for the bridegroom to come. Five foolish and five who were wise. We also know that from our text it mentions sleep. Which is for us not knowing when our Lord's return will be. Not knowing the day or the hour. As St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, to be ready for the Lord whether we are awake or asleep. We do not know. And so we must all be prepared at all times. And finally, it says that they all had lamps. To this, we must must say that they all had a soul, which at one time was regenerated by the Holy Spirit through the waters of baptism, which brought forth that bright flame of faith. But this is where the similarities come to an end. For our text also tells us that they who were wise brought with them extra flasks of oil. 
not like the foolish who brought no oil with them. To some, this symbol may be unclear. But it is not unclear. Examine a lamp for just a moment. You will see that the wick which is within the lamp cannot remain lit unless the oil saturates it as its source for fuel. I know this because I have tried to light these when there is no oil in them. They remain lit for a minute, but then the flame goes out. So what is our source of fuel? If not the working of the Holy Spirit with the very precious oil of Christ. The scriptures call him the anointed one. That is what Christ and Messiah mean. He is the oil of gladness, which God talks about in the scripture being poured out upon the saints. And we collect this oil. And it is our fuel. It is what keeps the flame of faith bright in the darkness of our world. And the wise, the wise virgins realizing that they could not sustain the flame of Christ without that fuel, without that means of grace, sought it out. They attended the working of the Holy Spirit through the means of grace, through the hearing of the word of forgiveness in absolution. By the very means of grace in the waters of holy baptism, not only for themselves, but also for their children. They heard it in the preaching of the word. They heard it again as they received the body and blood of Christ. From these gifts of God, their lamps were full. They had more than enough oil to sustain them until the day when the Christ, the bridegroom, would come. They had enough to wait even if he was delayed. They were patient and they waited with that patience because they knew when the bridegroom was coming that they would be called forth from the gloom and doom which they had been sitting in to the very joyous feast that God had prepared for them. And then they heard the call. As I said, like Philip Nikolai did in his hymn, it was like a song to their ear. They heard the joyous call, come and meet the bridegroom. They arose with gladness. They weren't worried. They weren't afraid. They were ready. This is what their whole life had been waiting for. And they trimmed their lamps. And their soul illuminated the body. That very body which Christ claimed as his own. The body and soul which he had come to redeem. They were ready. But the foolish were also alongside them. They heard the same call. but They were terrified. They heard a voice like an archangel and the sound of the trumpet of God, and they panicked. They were not ready. Their soul was darkened and their bodies hidden in the darkness because they had no oil of gladness. They had once known of Christ. 
They knew the workings of the Holy Spirit. They knew what they needed for that flame to be bright once again. But it was too late. They had for their life not held the word of God sacred. They refused to gladly hear it and learn it. Instead, they chose to spurn the word of the Lord. When they finally realized the beginning of wisdom was the fear of the Lord, repentance, humility before God, attending to the place where he said it was too late. They knew what they needed, but they couldn't receive it. The time for God's grace and mercy had passed. It was now the day of judgment. And what they could no longer receive from God, they hoped to receive from man. And so, sons and daughters turned to their parents. Husbands turned to their wives and wives to their husbands. Friends to other friends, relatives to relatives. But they could not give of their faith for another. The time for God's mercy had come to an end. Relationships were torn. That's what's going to happen in the last day. Those who knew Christ will say, Spare some of your oil for us, for our lamps have gone out. But men cannot give their faith to another. Hurry, go to the marketplace and buy from the dealers. But while they were gone buying their oil or realizing that there was none to receive, the bridegroom came. And the five who were wise, who had attended to the work of God in his church, received his mercy, his love, his forgiveness, entered into the wedding hall, into the joy of the Lord. The time to buy was while the market was at hand. And that time will pass. The market is at hand right now. The word of God is opened before you. The waters of baptism are there before us. And the very body and blood of Christ is here on the altar. as a foretaste of the feast to come. The market is at hand now. And you are prepared, you who attend to the needs of the soul. Not starving faith, for it needs to feast on the word and on Christ himself. But all those who are unprepared are those who attend only to the needs of the body in this life. And who starve the soul of food. And so their faith dies. The beginning of wisdom. The beginning of being numbered among those wise virgins is the fear of the Lord. But what is fear? It is nothing more than humbling yourself before the Lord. Confessing your sins. Asking for forgiveness for the sake of Christ. Pleading for the Lord's mercy which you know or which I will tell you if you do not know, is abundant 
infinite and without end for you. For the Lord has not consigned us to everlasting death, but gives us the hope of salvation, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might be found alive in Jesus, our Christ, our oil of gladness. And he will give it to you. He will give you the oil of gladness and the forgiveness of all of your sins, so that with all the saints, you may be prepared for that day of his gracious visitation. Just as you are now, so you will be on the last day, ready to receive, ready to usher him into the Lamb's high feast. Now is the time to buy. Now is the time to give proper attention to the word and the sacraments. Now is the time to encourage those who are not here to come back, to be seated with us, to enjoy this feast for our soul so that on the day when Christ returns, we may not have these relationships torn, but we may enter into the heavenly places with our family members with our children, with our relatives, with our friends. When the call goes out at midnight, whenever the bridegroom comes, we will all gather together in joyous song, praising the Lord for his mercy and for his love. Because that's what God desires. He desires for you to share in the abundance of oil through these means of grace right now, with those gathered here and with those who will come yet in the future. For with the oil of Christ saturating that very wick which remains within you, the flame of faith will endure to the end. And by God's grace, you will be received. You will be received into the eternal wedding hall and the wedding feast of the Lamb and his kingdom. And you will taste of the joy and the gladness that will be in the new heavens and the new earth, the very new Jerusalem, which you will see coming down from heaven like the bride of Christ, adorned in beauty and majesty like you have never seen before. We shall be there with the Lord, and with the joy of his saints we shall gather before him with everlasting praise. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.